But right now, let's talk about these classrooms, eh? The modern learning environments. It is fired on an awful lot of talkback today. An awful lot of teachers, an awful lot of parents are saying they do not like them. Uh, the New Zealand Initiative released a report this morning uh, against those classrooms. They want the kids back in traditional classrooms. Uh, they've said that there is no proof that these new modern learning environments actually accomplish a thing. There's no evidence that it it works. I asked the Ministry uh, under the Official Information Act for the evidence base that they used to initiate the um, the idea, and they sent me uh, web links to two things. One was a TED Talk by an architect, <laughs> and the other was an infographic also by an architect. Now, the funny thing is, listening to that audio, I can hear Kate Hawkesby actually going, having a little giggle, a TED Talk. Uh, I didn't hear that when I heard it this morning when I was driving into work because I was actually guffawing loudly because that is a nice bit of entertainment. Is that really a piece of research? That was Dr. Michael Johnson from the New Zealand Initiative. So we've had a lot of people saying how they don't like the idea, but Sinclair School in Dunedin has been using modern learning environments for years, and Jen Rogers is a Sinclair Tumaaki, and that's principal, uh, of the school, and she joins me now. Kia ora, Jen. Kia ora, Andrew. Do you like the modern learning environment? One thing I'd like to correct, but so that when the when these buildings were changed, they were initially called modern learning environments back in the in the sort of 2011. Mm. Um, but we we call our space uh, it moved to innovative learning environments. We call ours a flexible learning environment, and I think that's really important because flex it's about being flexible. We love our space. We're very very lucky to have the space that we have to work in. What's good about it? What's good about it is it gives us flexibility. It's in, it's in that name. So it enables it enables teachers to teach in a way that suits the the moment. It enables children to take um, to have autonomy or agency over where they work, who they work with, when they work, whether it's alone, whether it's with other people. It gives everyone flexibility. Okay, so Dr. Michael Johnson and the report he wrote for the New Zealand Initiative found that he could find absolutely no research anywhere in the world that said that uh, big old open plan uh, classrooms with this sort of uh, this sort of flexibility uh, had any positive effect on on education. And then again, didn't, he didn't find any reports that said it had no negative. So hmm. uh, are you a bit upset that you've gone holus bolus for something that has no research to back it up? No, so uh, not at all. We 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 use use our space really effectively, and I just want to be really clear that, that it's not the space. We have amazing teachers who work in single cell spaces who teach beautifully and have wonderful pedagogy. We have amazing teachers who work in flexible learning spaces. It's not about the space; it's about the pedagogy and it's about the teachers using that space effectively. So I think you have to be really careful about saying that one is right and one is wrong, because we know that for many children as well in the past, a single cell classroom also wasn't effective for them with their learning. There isn't a, there isn't a one thing that's right. Mm. Um, are you disappointed that the ministry isn't uh, helping out in this, in this fight that's been happening over the last 24 hours, really? I mean, we've been uh, contacting them. We've been getting, uh, trying to get people to talk. You would have thought as soon as they heard this complaint, they would have come up with screeds of research and look at all of this mm. and look at all these outcomes and here's all the proof. And instead, we had to scrabble around and find you. Sorry, no, no, no offence. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm happy for you to scrabble around and find me. That's all right. <laughs> um, I think I think we have to be careful because again, the, 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 there's, part, there's different parts of the, of the ministry. So the building, the property people, their their brief is to develop the property in conjunction with the school, and it's then it's up to the school as to how that how that space is used and whether it's used well or not. So you have to be careful about um, you know which part of the ministry is going to measure that. As a school, we constantly review the data for our children with their with their achievement, as every school does. Uh, and we look to see what is impacting on it. And there are many, many things that impact on a student's achievement. The building space would be a small part of that. I think there are many other things that have a bigger impact, as John Hattie's research would tell us. Okay, back in 2018, I found a piece by Dr. Muhammad Al-Ansari. He is a researcher from Auckland University, and he had a look Uh at the new flexible learning environments, and he wrote an opinion piece, and he could not find the problems that the new environments were created to solve. Uh, He also found that the new spaces didn't make things worse either. He Mm. found that all the redevelopments that happened in the schools from 2011 were seldom accompanied by evidence-based practice. So he came to Mm. the conclusion that the rooms could make a positive difference if they were used properly and if the kids Uh were up for it. But he had Uh a suspicion that the new learning environments were largely driven by financial constraints. In other words, how can we teach more kids with less uh, teachers? Oh, I, d- I wouldn't think that that was the case. So, so as as schools, we're funded on a role base. So it's determined with how many children we have in the school as to what our teaching staffing ratio are. So it's not about the, the size of the space determining. So if, if, if a, uh, for example, if my school role dropped significantly, um, we wouldn't get that wouldn't um, impact the staffing ratio. So I think we need to be careful about about making that assumption. I think we also need to be really really clear that um, that we are we are there's 21st century skills that we're working towards for our children and and if you think about an office space that people work in those have changed it's not very common now for people to work in a single cell you know mm. on your own office and and we're not doing our children a good service if we're teaching them the way we taught them last century to prepare them for a new century and then we hear parents so and teachers and they're uncomfortable with the new learning environment you know and mm-hmm. then they then then we get uh, international surveys of our educational outcomes and it finds that we have been tracking downwards for quite some time and they believe it's all linked mm. You know, so, yeah, so, and we yeah we have to be really careful about making those leaps to that correlation because uh, there are many many things that impact a child's uh, learning achievement. Uh, and and yes, our data has been tracking down. I think we need to be very careful to assume that that's because of flexible learning environments. Um, and I and I understand that the ministry hasn't been forthcoming with the the proportion of spaces that are uh, flexible learning spaces now. But we also have to be careful that just because a school has a flexible learning space, it doesn't mean that they learn that they uh, have changed the way of teaching. Into, into the collaborative learner agentic space that, that we use our space for. So that, you would, I think there's yeah. some assumptions being made here and there's some great big leaps of faith Okay, that well, need to be very cautious. Got to go, Jim, but you've obviously had a great education. You, were, you used the word pedagogy. I've never had pedagogy actually thrown at me at an interview. Very good. Oh, oh there you go. There That's you go. a great word. <laughs> Jen Rogers is as the Sinclair School Principal or Tuma'aki. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.